Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in K-State. Today, Reggie and I discuss K-State's 45 to nothing victory over Southeast Missouri State in Week 1 and look ahead to Week 2 against Troy on Saturday. But first, a message from our sponsor. Football is back, and BetOnline is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up-to-the-minute up to stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, BetOnline gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code BELIEVE B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Well, welcome everyone to week two of Believe in K-State with my good friend Joe Matthew. We're going to talk about Kansas State opens up the season 1-0 against Southeast Missouri State in dominating fashion. And then we're going to look ahead to our upcoming opponent, Troy, where I hope a lot of people actually know what state Troy is in. Joe, I'll be surprised that only about 50% of our audience would know. <laughs> I, I would... bet so, too, because the people have already asked me. <laughs> My girlfriend asked me, where's Troy at? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Troy is it's in Alabama. It's in Alabama. It's in the great state of Alabama, playing the Sun Belt Conference. But let's let's kind of put a bow on SEMO. Um, uh, my initial thoughts, Joe, Kansas State did what they were supposed to do. They dominated a team they should dominate. We got some young guys to play pretty much early in the fourth quarter, late part of the third quarter. Uh, we came out, performed well. We did have one turnover. Uh, what, I didn't think Howard was as sharp as he's been and some of the other games I've seen, that's just my opinion. We'll dig into that a little bit more later. But overall, I think the offensive line settled down, dominated the game. The defense played rather consistently throughout the game. Anytime you pitch a shutout against any school, I don't care at what level, is a big deal. Yeah, and I agree with you there. Other than that one interception, I thought Will Howard was pretty flawless. 18-26 passing, 297 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, I'll take that any game and every game from him. So uh, I was really happy. I didn't really have any complaints about really anything, <laughs> to be honest. I thought the offense looked great. Both running backs looked good, and I did notice they were – both on the field at the same time during that first series, which I thought was interesting. It didn't last, but they did have a few plays lined up where they were both in the backfield. So that was kind of neat to see. It was good to get. And we, really, 
Will Howard did all that in basically a half. He didn't play much in the second half. He did. Um, he, he did. So he, I mean, he really, he got, he really lit it up, and you know, he's he's not missing a beat at all. And and and, 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 and not to cut you off, Joe, and I could be a little bit. I guess I've raised the standard for Will Howard, so I'm probably going to gauge and judge him a lot more critically critical than I would in the past. Um, I'm putting him up there with the elite quarterback. So I'm almost looking for a pristine game, extremely clean. I just think the pass that he did throw the interception on, even if he wasn't hit, it wasn't a ball he should have threw in that area. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's 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 all. But like you said, anytime a man throws for 297 yards, and he basically doesn't play the fourth quarter or the end of the third quarter. You know, it's not too, you know, hard to complain about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, you know, I was happy with the defense. Uh, they got four sacks, limited. SEMO, I think they had eight total yards rushing in the game, which was really good. Very impressive. SEMO has a good running game, typically. and I know they're FCS, and we've been down that road, but. Um, still dominating performance by the defense overall. Anytime you get it shut out, it's against anybody. It's a good thing. Really happy overall with both the offense and the defense. Well, we're going to give away my big ball of the game uh, in a little bit, but to kind of do a precursor that somebody that stood out to me, and particularly in an area that we was concerned about, was in the wide receiver ranks was – Garcia. Yep. Uh, I, I, I felt good about Garcia coming into the season. He's worked at it. We've talked about that. He was very impressive. Had 119 yards receiving, five on the five receptions. But it was the deep passes that he had. He had a 44-yard one, and he also scored a touchdown. And he made a one good tough catch on the sideline, too, as well. So very gutty performance for Garcia. Uh, got open, played hard, played competitive. I think he's somebody that we're going to need and really depend on as the season progresses. Yeah, and that was really good to see him have a great game like that. Didn't really, you know, it was kind of like, was Phillip Brooks out there? And then I looked at the stats, and he was, and he had a handful of catches in the game. But really, Garcia... Uh, kind of overshadowed him with that touchdown that he had and some of the other catches that he had. So it'll be interesting that dynamic as the season goes on to see uh, kind of who the number one guy is going to be going forward. Maybe they don't have a number one guy. I don't know. But Howard spread it around <laughs> pretty good to those guys, and that was nice to see. No, you're right. And obviously we were missing Keegan Johnson. Yeah. Uh, he's out with an injury. Hoping to have him back this week. But uh, Garcia took advantage of the moment. I am interested to see when they can get Keegan, Garcia, and Jaden Jackson was a nice surprise uh, in there as well to get them all back on the field together, along with Ben Sennett, along with the running game. And this offense starting to look pretty explosive. Yeah, and we discussed a little bit last week uh, who the backup quarterback might be. 
And right. uh, Mr. Avery Johnson got in the game there in the third third quarter. And to say I was impressed it would be a major understatement. <laughs> he, you know, he's had all the hype around him. And to me, he lived up to the hype and then some. And even the people I went to the game with were coming. Well, I've never seen a true freshman come into a game and just dominate like that. He, he, he was cool, calm, and collected. But then, you know, the lights in the crowd didn't seem to bother him at all. He ran the offense efficiently. And he has that feel for the game that, and I hate to compare him to Patrick Mahomes, but <laughs> Mahomes has that feel for the game that a lot of great players have. Right. Uh, and that's what I noticed out of Avery Johnson. It's like on his touchdown run, he was scrambling around and then kind of made it cut through the hole, kind of stopped on a dime and made it cut through the hole. And he wasn't even really going full speed, but he he just had that feel for what the defense was doing and how they were pursuing him. And he was able to score on that play. That's that's one play that kind of stuck out to me about him. But, I mean, I was impressed. And I know it's against Simo, but, I you know, I feel good about the quarterback position going forward in the next handful of years. That's for sure. Well, Joe, to echo what you're saying, Avery was uh, fantastic in a in a limited role, but he came in, like you said, took command of the offense. You saw the scrambling and the running ability. You saw the acceleration. But what I was most impressed with was the ball placement and the touch on, yeah. on his passing ability. He showed the ability that he can do it. He can do it from the pocket. He can do it on the run. And I tell you, we got a lot of, even though it was against us a, a subpar opponent, we've got a lot of um, bright things to look ahead of with a young man that just was in high school at this time last year and doing it at the college level. I think it's going to be extremely difficult to redshirt him. I hope everything goes according to plan and how it just stays healthy and we don't have to get in that position. But I tell you, I'm excited about the future. Oh, yeah, me too. Very excited. Okay, so let's jump into our contenders for our big ballers of the game. Uh, it's it's a close race between here are my contenders. I'm going to start from the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, we got to go with Will Howard, 297 yards passing, very efficient. Uh, looked good in controlling, commanding the offense, and didn't even play the full game, almost 300 yards. He's definitely one of my contenders. The next one is Mr. DJ getting to running back from Junction City. The Junction City product rushed for 128 yards on 15 carries, averaged 8.5 yards a carry, didn't get a touchdown, but he ran hard and strong. Uh, I think Giddings, a lot of people really kind of discount his speed. He has a little bit more speed than you than you think, and he has a lot of power. The other person I got is Mr. Garcia uh, as well. The receiver, 119 yards and a touchdown. Great work for him. Looks stellar. And then also, who had a quiet receiving day, but still received, 
got 100 yards receiving. It's Ben Sennett. Ben Sennett had twin, averaged 20 yards per reception, five five receiving, uh, five receptions for 100 yards, some couple big runs. So those are my ones on offense. On defense, the defense as a whole played collectively well. But one guy that's really, really stood out for me that's going to be my contender on defense, and I think this guy's going to be an all-conference linebacker, is Austin Moore. Austin Moore had a sack. He had three solo tackles, three assists, six total. He just – you can see when he came out of the game some of the movement that Simo can have, and then when we brought him back, it just seems like things get restored to normal. He really, even though Green is the middle linebacker, it really seems like Austin Moore really kind of calms the defense down. He knows where everybody needs to be. He puts himself and the defense in the right position, and he just makes plays. Mm -hmm. So, Well, I like your picks. So, uh, let's see who you chose as your pick baller of the week. So this was tough, but I'm going to go with RJ. I'm going to go with Garcia. And my reason for Garcia is because he's a young player that's just beginning to get a, a whiff of the spotlight, came out of the box with Keegan Johnson, who's supposed to be our number one receiver, gets hurt. He steps up, make major plays, scored a touchdown, and just the intensity of himself, played very gritty, played hungry, Got a little nicked up a little bit, fought through some little kind of nagging shoulder injury, and I just like the way he competed as a whole. So I'm going with Mr. Garcia, our big baller of the week. Congratulations, Garcia. All right. I like All right. It. All right. So let's transition here, Joe. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And you give me your early assessment on the boys from Alabama and Troy. Well, as we know, Troy was a really good team last year. They were 12-2 and overall, won their league, won their bowl game, uh, finished number 19 in the final eight people of the 2022 season. Now, their defense last year is what won games for them. And the most points they gave up all season was 32 points, and they did that in the third game of the season. They had one of the best linebackers in the country, Carlton Marshall, and he led the team at tackles, and he was number seven in the whole country as far as number of tackles. He graduated. He's not on the team anymore. Their second and third leading tacklers were both safeties. They're also not on the team anymore. They graduated. So this is a different Troy team than it was last year, especially defensively. Now, offensively, they have their quarterback back, uh, that yep. Gunnar Watson, and the running back, Kamani Vidal, I think is how you pronounce it. And he had 
248 yards rushing last week in week one. They did beat Stephen F. Austin 48-30 in their first game. Now, their coach wasn't really happy <laughs> with that win. because In his comments, he said something like, if we play like this next week, we're going to get blown out. Right. Which I thought was an interesting comment. But he may be right, <laughs> especially if they don't play better defensively. You know, they did lose a lot off their defense. So I'm, uh, I guess I'm just pointing out that this isn't the 12 and 2 Troy team that finished number 19 in the country last year. It's a different team. They are similar offensively, but on defense, they're kind of trying to rebuild things on that side of the ball. Well, a lot of great points that you make, Joe. I want to let the I want to let the country know and the audience know that Troy has won 12 consecutive games in a row as well. Um, they've got one of the longest winning streaks in the country uh, in Division yeah. One football. So a team like that that hasn't lost many games is a very dangerous team. But I agree with you, Joe. I think Kamani Vidal is going to be the key. We eliminate the running game. If we eliminate the running game early and put pressure on the quarterback to have to make plays, I think that's going to put their offense in a more predictable position. They want to run the ball. Yeah, they, they want to run the ball. They want to, they want to run Watson uh, on some, you know, want them to throw it on second and three and third and two, things of that nature. But they are positioned to pound the ball, pound the ball, run it when it needs to. I really think they're very vulnerable on some of the key areas that you mentioned earlier in replacing the defensive stars that they left. I think they are gaping holes, and I don't think they have the talent to put back and replace them immediately. They right. come in to play somebody like a K-State that is very – um, multi-dimensional where we can run, we can pass, we can play action, we can do a lot of different things. I think it's going to be hard for Troy to keep up on the scoreboard, but I do think this is going to be a highly competitive, competitive game with a lot of athletes that Troy have on their roster. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm, a, I'm interested to see our defense against their offense. That, right. That's, to, to me, the key matchup in the game. I think K-State's going to move the ball and score, um, but I'd like to see our defense against their offense because they've got some established and some really good players on that offense. And Gunnar Watson, their quarterback, he's a pro prospect. So it would be interesting to see what uh, what he's able to do or if K-State's able to you know, shut him down. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, uh, I'm going to pay one particular attention to the coin flip, um, Joe. And I say this, if we win the coin flip, I think Coach Kleiman will decide to take the ball and and not defer to the second half. I think he will want to go and send the message early, get the offense on the field, score, and try to take a little bit of the sales out of Troy early. That's just my little thought. My insight, I think he'll do that. I think last week his mindset was let's let's establish some defense. Let's get these guys, get a nice three and out, get some confidence going on the defensive side of the ball, and then come down and score. 
that's just my thought process. So pay attention to that with the coin flip. It's going to be interesting to see how we handle it. All right. All right, we'll do that. So, Reggie, I had an idea for a new segment we could do every week called right. Rapid Fire. Let's rock so and roll. I've got five questions for you, and I want to get your thoughts, five quick answers to these questions. Gotcha. Let's rock so, and roll. here we go, Rapid Fire for the Troy game. Number one, will K-State hold Troy running back Monty Vidal under 100 yards rushing. Yes. Number two, will K-State have a 100-yard rusher in this game? Yes. Three, will the K-State defense match their week one performance and have four or more sacks? Whoa, that's a tough one. I don't think they'll have four more over sacks in this game. I think this quarterback is a little bit more veteran presence. He'll get the ball out the pocket. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Number four, will K-State score more than 40 points? K-State, yes. K-State will score 42 points this week. 42, huh? Well, I had them 45. <laughs> so yeah. So we're close on that one. In the final rapid fire question, will K-State cover the 16 and a half point spread? Yes, I'm actually betting it. So I'm hoping. I got a few cash bucks on it. I'm in the state of Kansas. So, uh, yes, I think they'll cover it. I think it'll be close. I'm predicting the game to be 42 to 20. I think we'll give up a late touchdown to make it a little bit closer to what it needs to be. But I think we'll win the game 42 to 20. Wow, we're kind of on the same wavelength there. I've got it 45 to 27. Okay. So, so we're, we're close on the score predictions. We're close there. I think this is the week to get some special teams going uh, in the in the punt return game. And don't be surprised if we block a punt or a field goal in this game as well. Okay, yeah, that'd be nice to see. Well, I think we're on the same page this week. What I do like to do to surmise it, though, Joe, with a lot of people is discounting Troy, not us. I think Kansas State is not going to take Troy lightly. They're very committed. They understand what happened last year against Tulane. But I think the general public just don't understand how good of a football team Troy really is. They did win the Sun Belt Conference last year. They did finish 19th in the country last year in the AP poll, as you mentioned. So this is a this is a big non-conference game for Kansas State. And I'm glad we got them on our turf in the bill in an early morning game where they'll kind of still be a little sleepwalking. We do well at 11 o'clock starts. Yeah. And I think we'll be able to um, get in there, get it done, and and and, and kind of take the sales out of Troy early. But I do want the audience to understand this is a big game on the Kansas State schedule to kind of see what direction – this team is going. I know a lot of people looking towards next week in Missouri and some of those things. The early line is minus two us already. It's a small line, but we have to take care of business against Troy first. Yep. Can't think about Missouri yet. Got to take care of business here against Troy. But, yeah, Troy's a good team. They're a solid team. They have maybe an NFL quarterback running the team, and they have a great running back. So, They've got some players, and 
like I said, that uh, Troy offense against the K-State defense is going to be the key. Well, it should be fun. We're looking forward to it. Believe in K-State. Look forward to talking to you guys again next week. Joe, I'll see you soon, and uh, go Wildcats. Go Wildcats. Thanks, Reggie. Take care. All right. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.